You're listening to Once, episode 53. We are both initial reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And we're not able to have Dan Flynn with us tonight, but we are so happy to have you joining us for this podcast. And we've got so many people watching this live right now and who have stuck around with us when we do our live chats during the Central and Eastern time of the episode. And wow, what a great episode this was. Can I just say... 94. Is that correct? 94. <laughs> 94. 94. Uh, it depends on what year? that's in reference in the to. chat room. It's, we've got, it fluctuates, but we've got about, yeah, about 94 people Holy watching crap. us live right now. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we do this show live on Sunday nights at 9.15 Eastern time. And that's just our initial reactions, what we're doing now. And then we do our full discussion on Wednesday nights live at 8.30 Eastern time. You can join that and check the schedule if you're ever uncertain over at oncepodcast.com slash live and check out everything else we've done on the website, forums, follow us on Twitter, get the show notes, all of that stuff. Subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already over at a single website, oncepodcast.com. Now, before we, well, no, let's, let's jump into this episode uh, because this, we've got some awesome things to talk about. And again, these are just our initial reactions. So our conversation is going to be a little bit random in directions, not quite as thought out, not quite as researched, but that's what this is about. Just our first initial impressions of this episode. And then we'll incorporate your feedback, your theories, screenshots, and all of that in our Wednesday evening episodes. So watch out for that. And show notes for this episode will be at oncepodcast.com slash 53. Jeremy and Jenny, what did you guys think of this episode? It was better than last week. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> so much happened in the first, like, five minutes, was it? Like, I felt like so much happened in the first five minutes. I got lost, but oh my gosh, it's a great episode. Yeah, and Jeremy, you verified that this episode was written by Jane Espenson. Yep, which I hadn't even checked, but I, I saw a tweet from her as just as we were getting ready to start the show, and I realized... Yeah, I enjoyed this about like I enjoy most of her episodes. It's she's she's one of the best. Yes. So if many not the questions best. got answered. <laughs> and so many more questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about this show. We get answers and it's like there's another question. <laughs> Another five, actually. <laughs> but that's what makes this show so awesome. And the writers do such a great job and the actors do such a great job. And we've heard from many of them on this podcast. And thank you so much for listening and supporting this and doing an awesome job on the show. So let's talk about the show. Some of the things that um, stood out in this show. First, <laughs> we finally see what actually happens when someone tries to cross the line. Now, this is post-curse. Yes. So we have no reason to think that this is exactly the same thing that happens when people tried to cross before or while the curse was enacted. No, that always happened in cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, bad things would happen. That's what Henry well, not said. Always. Yeah. Or they wander around the woods going, I'm looking. <laughs> I, well, we don't know. And you're we referring know. to that and episode when David was wandering around, and we don't know for sure what really happened. And women no. go into labor. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> they right. find chasms they didn't expect to find, and then they somehow fall into them. Well, in this case, the dwarves decided to test it, and Sneezy got the nose of it. <laughs> and what did he call him? Snotty? Yeah, he said, you're up, Snotty. <laughs> well, Grumpy has always been the one in this show to give out the nicknames to people. And yes. so, yeah, Snotty. <laughs> Good thing he's you didn't like, call him really sister. Well. He's like the Sawyer of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah, Sawyer, the character from Lost that gave away nicknames like Cotton Candy. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think know. he called anyone Cotton Candy. <laughs> Just kidding. So, uh, when they leave, they forget their fairy tale land past. And this goes back to, and I shared this again in the chat room, I keep coming back to this point. The first thing well, actually, kind of the first sentence that we hear from Mary Margaret in the season, in the very uh, premiere episode, the pilot episode, was she said to her kids as they were making bird cages, she said, remember, you're making a home, not a cage. <laughs> I really think that's still going to come back with Once Upon a Time, that Storybrooke is their home, not their cage. And that's why we see David riled them, um, rallied them with his speech where we again heard the episode title <laughs> and he said, we are both. And basically he said, go live your lives mm -hmm. here. Eat frozen burritos and be a programmer. <laughs> Which makes sense because at some point they're going to start having a really hard time surviving in this world. If they don't live at all, like they're in this world. I mean, some people can go off into the woods, like he said, but I suspected that if they were going to be stuck there, rather than all-out war, they were going to start running their shops again and being who they are here. Speaking of shops, did you see the cobbler shop open? Yeah, the new it's one. It's like coming soon. coming soon. That makes me think that somebody who was not, you know, doing what their their uh, fairy tale character did. <laughs> Possibly. Also, he said, didn't they look at me? I'm like. Do I call him David or Charming? <laughs> <laughs> You're struggling with two identities. He is both. Um, we are both. <laughs> he said something. Yeah, he said, go live in a shoe. They're saying it in the chat room, too. And yeah. they showed somebody. Yeah, it was an old woman. So <laughs> The old woman who lived <laughs> in a shoe. Notice that. And then with the cobbler shop, the question uh, is yeah. whether they're going to make more of that or it was just kind of for fun. Yeah, it, I think it was maybe just a little nod to that fairy tale. Yeah. That story. Uh, so... Gold Rumpelstiltskin. I think we can just call people by their fairy tale names from now. Well, somewhat. <laughs> Whatever you want. They are both. <laughs> they <Yeah>. are both. <laughs> <laughs> and we are, well, just one. Well, we're three and four soon again. But <laughs> not to say that we're, you know, pregnant or anything. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast I mean, is pregnant with Dan. <laughs> when Mr. Gold learns that something bad happens when, well, he... The whole thing of leaving Storybrooke was a surprise to him. Yeah, he didn't know, which was surprising. Yeah. Now, I saw that shot of him standing by the line. Well, actually, I think they cut the shot um, in previews before it showed the line. But I figured he was standing at the edge of Storybrooke watching as someone tried to leave the border. So, he can't get out. No. Now, that wasn't what, part of the plan, it, apparently. It would be interesting to go back and look at all of the maps that yeah. he was pulling because I saw Massachusetts and I saw New York. So these these were regular like driving maps. So he was planning to drive somewhere, 
Massachusetts and New York, where else? Well, that mystery man is in New York,、mm-hmm. New York City. Yep. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> Which、He、we haven't in seen this in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of people with very little or no screen time, we actually got to see Pinocchio. Yeah. Blink. And it, yeah, he blinked. And then an empty bedroom. Yeah.、Uh-huh. So I guess he left. Which is that's got to be weird, yeah. Clunk, clunk, What's his deal? Clunk. And I made wood. This had to have been the least screen time, certainly Emma and probably <laughs> Snow have gotten in the entire series for an episode. You're right. Well, actually, I would say, oh, yeah, true. Because even in the move in the episode, The Price of Gold, where in fairy tale land, Snow got very little. Time. Mary Margaret got some time. Well, yeah, exactly. So you're right. Hasn't yeah, been in every week. Yeah, this is the least that that character has been in an episode. Emma is always present. Oh yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, okay. So Mr. Gold is trapped. He can do magic. He brought that book. spell book、yeah. out of just nothing.、Poof. He has magic.、Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. I was thinking that he was also limited too, but. Oh yeah, something. Now that you say that, or maybe it's because he's in his shop, surrounded by what I'm thinking are magical items. Nah, I think、know. he can just do it. And his potion that he gave David worked on the hat. That I would have expected. <laughs> Speaking of Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson, he's so like he's he he's. He seems mad to me still. Like he, he definitely seems mad to me. Like just the way that he ran. <laughs> That's a good explanation、and、because was, I was kind of like, "What an idiot!" And he、really? was holding that bunny when he was, you know, in that car flipped over. I, I his daughter's bunny. Yeah, his daughter's yeah. bunny. A good excuse. I'm thinking, why doesn't he just go find her now that now that you know they all know the truth about who they are? He might have been trying, but his car was flipped over by the wraith. Apparently, the wraith caused a lot of havoc in yeah. Storybrooke. Yeah, they. they It sounded like it was. They、mm-hmm. showed some sparks and stuff, but they didn't show a lot. It didn't seem like it was doing what it sounded like. But when they showed it tonight, it looked the way I would have expected from what we heard in the premiere.、Yeah. And Red or Ruby was going around saying, "If your home was destroyed by the wraith, there are cots in such and such、yeah. place." And who has that problem in their town? <laughs> This is very much like what <laughs> the real effect、work. of magic in <laughs> our world. <laughs> If your home was destroyed by the wraith, Fima's not going to help you now, dearie. <laughs> so Regina does have magic back. She had to learn it. Now we predicted this in, I, and I don't want to give all credit to me, but I think I might have been <laughs> the one who predicted this. What, she would get all her magic back first. That well, no, that we would see in、um, season two a, a parallel between Fairy Tale Land with Regina learning magic and in Storybrooke with Regina. Learning magic over again,、oh. and we got to see that. I, I don't remember、like、when or where, but I remember predicting that, or someone predicted it. I it... loved her line. I don't care if I turn green. <laughs> yeah, was that an Oz reference? I think so. A lot of people in the chat room wonder if it could be. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Funny. So well, there was a green door in Jefferson's hat. True. Oh yeah. Makes me think of Oz. Oz、yeah. exists because of the Emerald City. Flying monkeys in the book.、Mm-hmm. So, talking about the doors and hats, that leads kind of into talking about the mirror. As soon as we saw that big wrapped thing, I thought,、Ugh. "That's the mirror." 
Yep. It's got to be the mirror. Oh, yeah. She is definitely the queen of hearts. She gets pushed in. Now, I was originally thinking, I said in the chat room, I think I know how this ends. And I was trying to type it on my iPad as quickly as I can, but then it happened and I was like, oh, no, I was wrong. Okay. I was thinking that what would happen is Regina would push Cora through and Regina would fall in as well. <gasps> and so since only the same number can leave as go in, I was thinking Henry Sr. would go through the mirror stay there in order to allow Regina to leave. And that's how Henry got in there in the first place. Hmm. I thought that would happen. Hmm. But then when the mirror shattered, so did my theories. (laughs) (laughs) But it, uh, well, we don't know that that's true of every way into Wonderland. Right. But it could be. It's the hats rule. Yeah, it is. But you're right. As soon as I saw the, I knew it was a mirror and I, I pretty much said, I was right. Yeah, and, and when Rebel said all she needs is a little push, I was and like, that has to be the looking glass. It has to be. By the way, the heart on the magic book. Yeah. I mean, come on. How many more hints do we need? Did you notice Rumpelstiltskin in the mirror? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. of course. Kind of encouraging Regina. I think he did. Did he just encourage her or did he help her? I don't think he helped her. I think he just was like reminding her to push yeah, Cora. I, I got to watch that again because I missed it. I was writing a note just at that point and turned up and see uh, something and chat room explained it to me. Hmm. But uh, we do see a lot of parallels between Fairytale Land or Enchanted Forest and Storybrooke with Regina's journey and then her thinking, no, I'm going to get rid of magic. And then her keeping it around mm-hmm. just in case. Mm. So at, um, for a moment, it seemed like, oh, Regina's redeeming herself. No, I didn't. I wasn't believing that. I figured she's probably got a plan. And a bunch of people in the chat were, were like, she's, there's a catch to this. With the with, Henry thing? Yeah, with letting Henry go. And maybe I'm too ready to believe her. Yeah, I, I, I feel that way too. Like, I want her to be... I want her to be kind because she was kind before and she didn't want anything to do with magic. So if, if it were for Cora and Rumpelstiltskin, we learned tonight, she would be, you know, a nice person. Yeah. Cause, and, cause, yeah. um, kind of leads you to believe that Rumpelstiltskin kind of helped her become who she is now. Mm-hmm. And so. from a story writing perspective, it, tonight it was sort of like the return of the evil queen in Storybrooke, but that might have sort of been her last hurrah. If you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, here's what it could be like, but now Regina's going to start down a road of redemption and there are going to be new enemies and new villains or a new villain who may be Korra, Mm -hmm. who may be coming into the picture. And no one is going to believe Regina either. Because right. now they've seen her with magic, so mm-hmm. now they're all afraid. And if she says, no, I'm not going to use magic, they're not going to believe her. Right. If she tries to write things, they will not believe her. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, honestly, okay, so David's all set to protect the town, but what a full-time job that would be if she was really going to just walk around <laughs> throwing tantrums. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Did you notice, she said twice in this episode that she forgot something. When David asked her about the hat, she said, I forgot who gave it to me. Well, yeah. Unless Which, she... That was a lie. 
It could have been a lie, or it could have been some people theorize that maybe the wraith uh, sucked some of her memory from her. Hmm. But then I think right after that, we got confirmation that it was a lie because there was the scene with, by the way, awesome to see Bailey Madison, young Snow White in this episode (laughs) again. But there was that scene. I was like, (gasps) (laughs) yeah, I was thinking it's a dream. (laughs) Well, I knew it wasn't real because we know. When she really told Snow the truth. Yeah. 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 That's, that was right. And too. by the way, you're choking a child. I think that might be one of the worst things they've ever put on the yeah. show. <laughs> so when she's, when young Snow asked where she got the necklace, Regina said, I forgot who gave it to me. Almost the same words that she used when David asked her about the hat. Oh, so a l- definite lie there. That's a verifiable lie. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she's still lying about Jefferson because she, might want to keep Jefferson a secret for her own purposes. Right. And I I said that I believe she really thought the Enchanted Forest was gone, which clearly they're not calling it fairy tale land. So if they're going to start calling it the Enchanted Forest from this side, I might too. But uh, I thought that she really believed it was gone, but she didn't. So that was interesting too. Yeah. And Rumpel and Regina kept that secret. Interesting. Another... Th- Interesting little thing that stood out is that Rumpelstiltskin said about the library, or uh-huh. Mr. Gold, he said, you closed it when you still had magic. Now, I don't want to take all the credit. No, he said when she still had power. Yeah. As mayor. Oh. He did he, he Well, he said power, power, and I assume, okay. I mean, they, you know. I, I guess I heard magic, and I was thinking, oh, there was some point in Storybrooke's history when she had magic. And for some reason, closed the library. But I think I've, I theorized that she did that specifically. And we probably talked about reasons why. But to keep people from learning too much about the truth, reading the stories and things like that. Finding the book. Well, right. people have been reading books, certainly. Right. In, in Storybrooke. Well, yeah. Yeah, when David said that he read about uh, the st- some... St- did he read his own story, or did he say that he claimed to read somebody else's story? To David, Mary Margaret? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, he said as a kid, David Nolan remembers. Oh, yeah. He said he he read Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, he didn't say as a kid. My bad. I don't yeah. remember. He he said something, but he did say that he read Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So they have been familiar with the fairy tales. Obviously, Snow as well, because uh, or Mary Margaret. Because she referred to fairy tales and she had knowledge of them in order to give Henry hope. That's why she gave him the book. Mm. So, some interesting things. And that could be the story of how Henry got the book. Is something that happened with the library in Storybrooke's history. But Do we consider things said in the official podcast spoilers? If it's about a future episode. It's not specifically about a episode. Okay. If it's about... I'll say it and you can cut me out later if it's a spoiler. Okay. I was listening. I'm catching up on the official podcast and there's, I think it was like their second episode. They did Facebook questions and somebody asked who wrote the book and how did Mary Margaret get it? And they said, not telling, basically, they said it's one of the bigger secrets that they're keeping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've alluded to that several times. They've said there is a story there and not only just uh, how the book was written, but... How did it get in Mary Margaret's hands? Mm-hmm. There's a story there. So I'm wondering if we'll even learn that this year. I don't know. It, there is so much they could cover and now so many other things. So let's keep moving on talking about this. Uh, some other things that stood out. 
Oh, I've got to quote Whale here. Are the nuns still nuns or can they date? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we still don't know who he is. What in the heck? <sighs> yeah, that that's Dr. Whale's personality there. I or it could be also his fairy tale personality, whoever he is from whatever world, whatever. Uh, now all of this fairy tale stuff happens two days before Regina and Leopold's wedding. So that'll be able to help us place it on the timeline, which I'm updating over at oncepodcast.com slash timeline. We've got a new system there and I'm going through and uh, repopulating all the information. So you can see how these stories line up and when things match up. And it's uh, taking a very detailed approach and I'd love any tips and you can comment over there on that if you don't agree with something. But that's oncepodcast.com slash timeline. We saw in, um, let's see, I'm looking at my notes, seeing if there's anything else that we should talk about before we talk about that last scene. Um, I don't really think so. Um, oh, Mr. Gold's please doesn't work anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool to see. <laughs> and did you notice that Mr. Gold, or Rumpelstiltskin actually, referred to the world that the mirror leads to as... An, a specific annoying little world, <laughs> which fits very well with how Jefferson felt about it. Yeah. And little world, well, the classic fairy tale was that Alice had to eat something in order to shrink down small enough so that she could go into Wonderland. So it's a little world, literally, huh. little. You're kind of right. And then Henry was little. Uh, but we don't know. Henry Sr.? Yeah, Henry Sr. was but little. Regina and Jefferson weren't. And the Queen of Hearts yeah. was not. Yeah. I think so. he was just little. We, we wouldn't even know that he's little. Yeah, we because we of the mushroom. Do, because of the mushroom. Yeah. I yeah. think, yes. I, I think he was so. just little because he it was convenient for him to fit into a box. Well, he certainly didn't come back to life. <laughs> okay, that, you saying that like that reminded me. Rumpelstiltskin's accent was very different this episode. Yeah, he's still Mr. Gold. He seems like he's very much Mr. Gold. No, I mean, in fairy tale land. He was younger. Not much younger. Not much, you're right. So, I'm thinking he... The actor is great, so I don't think this was a flaw. I think he intentionally had a different sound than maybe to try to appeal more to Regina in some way, sound Mm -hmm. more sophisticated, something like that. But uh, Aruniel in the chat room doing that scene when we were talking about his accent... She said, and who can we get Rumpel to kiss to get his Scottish accent back? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was he was a little more like he was tonight when he was with Belle in Skin Deep. Yeah, a little bit. True, Somewhere Hmm. in there. Interesting connection. I hadn't thought of that. So So maybe. Well, okay. I will say this. With Bell, he was more normal, like he was tonight, but when he got mad, when he thought that she was working with Regina, he started putting on all those affectations that he does and using his hands funny Mm, and saying things in kind of a funny way while he was screaming at her. I remember it being kind of a disturbing transformation, so maybe he just kind of plays it up a little bit when he's trying to intimidate people. Hmm. Yeah, it could have been, or, yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Or maybe the other way around, he plays up a different kind of accent when he's trying to get people on his side. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Except I think he was a little more genuine with Belle. 
He, well, he could have been with Regina, too. So we had no confirmation right. that he was the Rumpelstiltskin who went to the, uh, I mean, yeah, duh, but who went to the my, the Miller's daughter, which is Cora, and Cora's daughter in question uh, over the whole Rumpelstiltskin story, the original story, was Regina. True. Because Rumpelstiltskin said, I knew you for a long time. I knew you when you were smaller. He basically. even said that he held her. <laughs> more portable. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember that. Yeah, that's more portable. <laughs> that's you know, great. the thing about his accent makes me think of Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Johnny Depp played the Mad Hatter, and whenever the Mad Hatter would remember things that would make him angry, he would put on um Johnny Depp would put on a Scottish accent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's that been done before. So, just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. I like True. to speak in accents when I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about this last scene. of, And we'll get so much more in depth in our full discussion on Wednesday uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. But this last scene, so we get to see Snow and Mary Margaret. I mean, Snow, <laughs> we get to see Emma and Snow slash Mary Margaret being pulled by Mulan and Sleeping Beauty into this refugee camp. Which, whatever. At mm-hmm. no point did anybody say, uh, Mary Margaret, for example, Hi, I'm Snow White. Perhaps you've heard of me. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Remember in the in the premiere in uh, the last episode, Broken, Mulan had to ask Aurora, "Are you familiar with Regina the Queen?" Hmm. Yeah. So, and Aurora said yes. But that the fact that Mulan had to ask her that indicates that she had some reason to think that maybe Aurora wasn't familiar with that whole royal family mm. i mean we still don't know where this takes place or where aurora's story and mulan's story takes place if it's part of the enchanted forest or if it's some other realm it really seems like it's some other realm yeah yeah well. but there were people that were shocked to see them yeah and it looked like some people were running away or yeah. hiding yeah yeah so yeah but so you know what aurora didn't say anything this episode she didn't have one line. She didn't? No. Huh. No, you're right. She didn't. She didn't say anything. <laughs> Mulan did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Typical for her so far that we know. <laughs> yeah, she does most of the talking. But they they put her in the prison in the little dungeon area with Korra. I was so, afraid when they put him in there that there was going to be a terrible beast that came out. <laughs> That's and Star I Wars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Yes, it, did, it actually looked like the thing from Star Wars. A little bit, yeah, that, that was funny. And so did Korra. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. So Korra is down there with them. This raises all new theories. Well, one theory, and they were talking about this in the chat room, is, is this really Enchanted Forest realm? Like, is this the remnant of that? Or is this some other realm that, like, all of the cursed lands got sent or compressed kind of into this realm? I don't know, no, but Regina so. and... Mr. Gold, blah, Rubble Stiltskin. They both called it the Enchanted Forest. I mean, they didn't yeah. deny that it was the cha- Enchanted Forest because uh, Charming was asking. 
Does it yeah, still exist? That's true. The Enchanted Forest. So if it still exists, then how did Korra get there? Maybe it was somehow Korra got into Enchanted Forest just before the curse hit. Maybe the curse brought people from other lands, other fairy tale lands, into this refugee place. Maybe mm-hmm. it was something about Korra's power when the curse came. I was thinking Korra may have protected the area so that she, no doubt selfishly, so that she would not get taken away. Yeah, but <laughs> why Why would they put her in a pit if she did something so good as <laughs> well, to save their lives? She's still an evil witch. She's so cunning. Like She's all like, I'm a friend. <laughs> but also remember that Jefferson <laughs> was brought from Wonderland to Storybrooke right. when the curse hit. You're right. So the curse did affect other worlds. It did. And Dr. Whale is from somewhere other than Enchanted Forest. Yes, you know the what? ocean. You know what? <laughs> if Regina could bring people from Wonderland, it's possible that she brought her mother from Wonderland, assuming that that's where she was. Because in the episode, she did say, I love my mother. Hmm. Despite how awful Cora had been to her, she still loves her. Yeah, that's true. Good point. And we see that paralleled a little bit with Henry and Regina in Storybrooke. Yeah. How? Well, that Henry wanted Regina, his mother. He called her mom in the the premiere episode. And he asked for her to be protected. The roles are switched. Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Regina. Regina is now Cora and Henry is Regina. Yeah, kind oh of. dear. <laughs> and that is how I feel about the idea of the curse taking people from all the realms, putting them in Storybrooke, but a few of them, it just kind of went oopsie and dropped them in the Enchanted Forest. Or maybe, oh, I'm going to neatly pick up all the realms, smash the laws of space and time, put them all together like a neat little puzzle and consolidate them. I don't think that happened. And I highly doubt that anyone was brought from one realm to the enchanted force i think it just gets a little too complicated i could be wrong yeah i can see that i could be wrong you know i might have said the same thing about the idea that part of the enchanted force was protected (laughs) and so not everyone got taken after all i might have said that was too complicated too or at least that it didn't flow well and i would have been wrong so who knows but Well, there are uh, so many theories that we could go into, and that's why these are just our initial reactions, and we're going to have our full discussion this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. Please send us your feedback for this episode titled, We Are Both. Send us that so we can include it in the live show and also maybe take some live calls during the live show. You can send your feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can email something written or record something and email it to us. Or you can pick up your phone right now and dial 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail there that we can use in the podcast. And also go to oncepodcast.com slash forums and join our forums and start talking with other Once fans 
over there about this episode. There's so much to discuss, and I know the forums explode after every episode airs. So go over there and check it out so that you can chat about that, share your theories, run feedback past those people, share your thoughts and opinions about this episode, and also send us what you want us to discuss and what you want to share for the podcast. Please nominate us for the podcast awards that you can go to podcastawards.com and nominate us in the entertainment category. And if you would really like to help out, we've got a bunch of podcasts that we'd love to see nominated for the podcast awards. So go to onespodcast.com slash podcast awards to see my video describing exactly how you can nominate us and what to nominate in each category. But we'd love for once podcast to be in the entertainment category. And uh, you can support our other podcasts too, like um, our our Clean Comedy podcast, our uh, Christian Worldview podcast, and more that we do over at noodle.mx. I also really want to give a big thanks to several people who have sponsored this episode of Once Podcast. Sandra Nasser, who said I could pronounce just their their first name, (laughs) and they sent this message from Qatar. They said, I just wanted to say that I absolutely love your podcast. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. And Rob Weaver. So Sandra Nasser and Rob Weaver, thank you so much for your sponsorship of this episode of One's Podcast and being really co-producers of this episode, making it possible for us to release these podcast episodes. And if you would like to sponsor an episode of One's Podcast, please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor. The contact information is feedback at onespodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. If you have a pretty good uh, sounding recording computer at home, you can also go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab on the right side to record a message right from your computer. Now, please follow us on Twitter. And we also have a Tumblr account linked now, finally, from oncepodcast.com. It's right there on the front page. And on the sub pages, you can see the little lowercase t is for Tumblr. As good as it can be. I just felt like C is for cookie. (laughs) But check that out and follow us on Twitter. The show on Twitter is twitter.com slash once podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snow. And follow our other co-host, Dan Flynn, at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. So until next time, remember, don't cross that line, because we are both. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, like Sandra Nasser and Rob Weaver did, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.